Okay, Mrs. J, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Can you see me yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Can you see uh, Yes. Yes. Okay. Precious Lachlan. Okay, I want to talk about um, a very fundamental approach to how we engage with our Yiddishkeit. Um, it's a fascinating pasuk, right by where Light and Avram decide to part ways. So, so the pasuk says like this. Lot raises up his eyes. He sees that the entire Kikar Hayarding is very fertile, that it's, it's, uh, it's well watered. And the description of it is that it's like a, like, like a heavenly garden, right? That it's like a concern when you come into the Tsayar. And then the Pasuk continues, that's one Pasuk, and the Pasuk then continues and says, Okay. Um, um, and then, and then Hashem says to Avram, After light departs, Now you raise up your eyes. I want you to look all around. And see in every direction, it's yours, and you will have many children. Go and march through all of Eretz Yisrael because I'm going to give this land to you. So, firstly, the puzzle that we started with that looks towards, right, looks towards the yarding, looks towards stone, right? So, Bayar is called Bayar. So obviously, right, the Pasuk seems to say that Light saw Kikar Hayardin, and that was what made him make his decision. Clearly, we understand that that's not what made Light make his decision. What made Light make that decision was that he was that he sent out people to see where's the best place to live. And he discovered that the Eretz Hayardin, the Milans, it could be that initially he saw it, but he certainly was wise enough person to go out and to investigate and to figure out whether or not this is where he really wants to live. So the whole idea of it's, it's really superfluous. It's not, it's, not, it's not really important to the story. Avraham Avinu tells Light, we need to separate. You need to go your way. I need to go my way. Wherever you go, I won't go. You can take whatever you want. Obviously, what's going to be the result? Lot's going to send out people and should say, Lot desired this part of Eretz Yisrael, this 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 part of the country, and that's where he went. That's a, what. What's this? What what is the pasuk communicating to us in Bayisa Light as Enov that he lifted up, raised up his eyes to see this? That Light was looking towards the Yarden to see something very specific. So <clears throat> the Gemara in Harius says Darshans from this pasuk. That the, this entire pasuk is a raya. This show, kula, it show, the whole pasuk shows that light was la that he was that his intention were his intentions were not good. 
that he had negative intentions, that he desired the land despite the fact that he was aware that the Anche Stein were going to be a bad influence and that there was going to, there was possibilities of things not working out over there, and he wanted it anyway. And the Gemara then goes on and brings numerous other cases where the Pasuk, where, where the Psukim talk about or people seeing something, desiring it, and because they desire it, because of what they've seen, it has negative results. The Gemara brings uh, from the Miraglim, from Yosef with Aishas Potiphar, from, uh, from Shimshine, right? We find n- numerous times throughout Tanakh that this type of expression is an expression, is a negative expression. It's an expression where somebody allows their Yetzirah, so to speak, who allows their physical taivas to overcome who they really are and what they really are. So the, the Pasuk here is indicating to us that light was perhaps not so not so right in what he wanted over here. However, we have to contrast that with what it says at the end of the, the last Pasuk that we read, the, the other towards the end, Kosh Baruch Hu says to, to Avram, um, after light has departed, you need to look now, and look from where you are, you need to look in every direction, this land is I'm going to give you. Why is it important, why is it important for Avram Avinu to look at the land? We understand when it says later, excuse <coughs> me, Right, that the Gemara in Baba Basa tells us that Avram Avinu walked on the land to make a king in Chazaka, to that every place where he is, wherever you step, that's where later on Akash says to Yaakov Avinu, wherever you step, that land will belong to you. It's like you're making a Kenyan in the land, you're acquiring it, you're, you're setting up your, the, the, the future for Chaliso. But what's the significance of Sana Enecho or Eimina Makamashatasham? You have to look from where you are, um, where and see that, um, that that see everything, see the land. It's important to see the land. The truth of the matter is, you find a similar thing later on towards the end of the towards the towards the end of the Torah, right? We find the same thing with 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 Moshe Rabbeinu and Har right? That first, the Miraglim it says they went lot lasuras the arts to see the land. They went to spy out the land. They went to see it, and they came back with a negative report. And yet, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu. Go up onto the mountain, onto Har Har, onto 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 Har Navai, and look out over all of Eretz Yisrael and see the land. What's what's the significance of seeing the land? What's the what 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 is there to be gained that Moshe Rabbeinu has to has to see it more than anything else? So, um, okay, so let's try to let's let's try to delve into let's try to delve into this concept of seeing something. What what a chilk that makes me see something. You know, you find, you find in halacha, right, that it's usher for a person to get married to somebody unless they've seen them. You can't, you can't, you're not, it's, it's, a person is not allowed to get married until he sees the person that he's getting married to. It's not, it's not that you can't arrange a marriage from a distance and say, oh, I'm going to marry that person without ever seeing them. The Medrash, the beginning of Parshish Lechacha, says a similar thing. It says, Rabbi Yitzhak Pasach says the Medrash like this. It's an interesting uh, concept and it's just an interesting Pasach that the Gemara quotes. And, and this perhaps is the clue to what we're talking about over here. Rabbi Yitzhak Pasach. Rabbi Yitzhak starts off with the Pasach from Tehillim. Shait in Tehillim, Shimi bas ure'i v'hati oznei k'vish ushechechi amech u'beis avich. 
right? Shimi bas re'i. Listen to me, my daughter, and and see. Vahati aznech v'shikhi amechu beisavich, and bend your ear to hear what I have to tell you. Listen to what I'm teaching you, and forget everything where where you came from. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Moshel. This med this this passage this idea of what it's talking about over here by Avraham Avinu is a Moshel leechad shehaya over mimakom lemakom. A person who's traveling from one place to another. Vera'a bira achas doylekas. He sees a building and it's on fire. Omar, toymar shabira zubaloy manid. Is there no one in charge of this building? Is there no one that owns this, this building? Hated salab bala bira. So the owner of the building glances over him and says, Omar loy anihu bala bira. I am the owner of this building. Kach, lefisha yavinu avram. Omer. Is it possible to say that this world came about on its own? Is it possible that this world exists with nothing guiding it? There's no, there's no overall plan or purpose or guidance to the world. I am the owner of the world. Okay. Um, that's that's the, the um right. The 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 Melech will reveal to you his beauty because he is your master. Because of how beautiful you are in the world. That's what it means. When Hashem told Avram, right, Hashem was telling him that where you are, you can't see, you can't really understand or connect to the reality of what it means that, the, that there's Rebbe Hashem in the world. But Tami Uri, the Pasuk says, right? Shimi Bas, Shim, I'm sorry, Shimi Bas Uri. Listen, listen first, Uri, and then you'll be able to see. Listen first, and then you'll be able to see is, is, is what it is. It's like, um, it's the, the idea is that, that it's important that a person not only, um, not only see what it is that they're, that they're looking for, but um, you have to, you have to hear it first, and from within the hearing, you could see it. What, what, what does that mean? What, what are we trying to say like this? This is like this. Um, let, let's, try to, let's try to go back. Let's for back to Chet um, Aram back to Chava, and what happens with the, with the Nachash. Perhaps it'll give us some insight into what's really going on here with light and what's going on here with Avram and the difference between them and what we're supposed to learn from them. So if you go back, when, when Akash Baruch Hu is Metzavah, Akash Baruch Hu gives a tzibur to Adam Arishon not to eat from the Eitzadah's Tavara, right? So the, when the Nachash attempts to seduce Chava into eating from the Eitzadah's Tavara, right? So he could, first he talks to her about what the milas of it are. But then, what, how, what, why does she fall for it? Why does she end up eating? Um, why does she end up eating from the eights? So it says the pasuk says. Did somebody talk to us? Right, the pasuk says, "Vatera haisha ki toiva eats the ma'achol he saava hu leinayim." She saw that the tree looked good to eat and that it was desirable in her eyes. Venechmata eats the haskel. And the tree became desirable for her to, to, to want to understand what it was. Then she takes from it. There's a, there's a 
connection that's made between Chavo and the Eitzadas that she can't overcome or that supersedes the Tzivoy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives her. So it's like this. When you have a Tzivoy, when you have a commandment to do something, right? So the commandment to do something is that it's something that you hear. It's something that comes to you from outside and you have to content, you have to then process that and understand that and make that a part of yourself. When you see something, we've talked about this in a different context, but when you see something, you behold the whole thing. The whole thing becomes connected to you through what you've seen. In other words, seeing, it's like, I'll give you an example. The word re'iya, to see something, is the same thing as a word ra'aya, as a, a proof. It becomes real to me. Right? We say that all the time. Seeing is believing. When we see something, it becomes real to us. It becomes effectively a part of who we are, a part of what we are. We, 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 tra- we, we relate to it in a whole much, in a much more real sense than things that we have to comprehend simply by thinking about them and understanding them. So the Zayar says, right, that the Pshat in the Pasuk, was telling Avram Avinu that you have to break away from your natural environment, you have to break away from your own perception, own perceptions, right, and go with me, El Haaretz Asher Ar Eka, to the land which I will show you. So Rashi understands Asher Ar Eka means that Akash Baruch wasn't Megala to Avram Avinu where Eretz Yisrael was, because he wanted him to get schar for simply following the Ratzon Hashem. For doing every step that he takes is a following of what Hashem wants him to do. The Zayar says a little deeper. The Zayar says, I'm going to show you something that where you are now, you're not capable of seeing from the context within with, that you're within. Break away from that context and I'll be able to show you something new. I'll be able to reveal to you something that you have that you, you you don't have the capability of comprehending right now. It's something that will that 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 will elevate you and you'll understand in a different in a different way than you understand it now. Every time a person sees something, whatever we see, we tend to see it through the prism of our own context of who we are. That's how we see things because Seeing is the most, is what's real, excuse me, is what's real to us. But what we see is defined by who I am. The marshal, for example, say like this. You have a person who is walking down the street and he meets a friend. And the friend says to him, right, I need to borrow money. I, I need that. I need to, he's standing and looking, gazing admiringly through the, through the department store window at a beautiful suit. And he says to his friend, I need to be able to buy that suit. I need to be able to buy that suit. So his friend now sees that this person has a need. And depending on what kind of person he is, he sees the situation in, multi, in one of many different ways. Either he's a tremendous Baal Chesed and he wants to help out his friend 
So he sees here an opportunity to do chesed. So he runs into the store and buys the suit and gives it to him. Alternatively, he could be the kind of person who sees in this an opportunity to make money. He says, you know what? I'll lend you, I'll lend you the money to buy the suit and you pay me back. What can you afford on month in monthly increments to pay back? You pay me back in monthly increments with interest, right? That's what, what credit cards are essentially, right? I'll be your credit card, right? You go buy it. You can't afford to make the full payment. Each month you'll pay me back you, and you pay me back with a little bit of interest. So now you know, that person see, what does he see? This person sees an opportunity for chesed. This person sees an opportunity to do business. The next person comes along and he sees an opportunity to teach his friend responsibility. So he says to him, so he figures out a different way in which he can buy it for him and the person friend will work it off, et cetera. And so it shouldn't be a matnastina. But each person, depending on who he is, and the last guy will come on and say, you can't afford it. So to just move on, right? Is he just a very practical and self, not necessarily the most generous and giving person. Each person sees the same situation. Here's a person, and he sees a suit that he wants or desires very strongly, really wants to buy it, doesn't have the wherewithal to do so. How do I fit into that situation? Each person, according to the, his own perceptions of reality, according to what he how he relates to things, sees this situation differently. That means is that although seeing is what defines things for us, although seeing is believing, although seeing is what makes it real, it's not broken up into different expressions that you're feeding to me like a tzivoid. It's how I see it, how I perceive it, what I feel about it, but we see it from within the context of who we are. Given my, given my whatever situation I happen to be in, that's how I'm going to see things. The reality is that people are people are physical. We're gashmiistic people. We're materialistic people. We have taivas. We have we have chanda. We have de, we have desires. And most of the things that we see, we tend to see them through the eyes of what our personal desires are. That's how we see the particular situation. There's always that sakana that what we're seeing right, is, is simply in the context of who we are. That's You have to break free of your context. saying, the land that I want to show you, the reality that I want to reveal to you, you're not shy to it right now. Where you are now, the re- your realities, your perceptions of reality, your possibilities, your context, your society, what you believe in, what you think is real, and how you'll translate what I show you won't, won't translate into what I want it to be. Break free of everything that you are. You need to be, you have to, you have to break that context. You need to see things from somewhere from a new perspective. I'll show it to you when you're ready to see it, but not now. So the, the, I, the concept really is, that, that's really what the, the Gemara in Haris is saying. All these cases of where the Psukim use, utilize the, these, this wording that we find over here by light, by Yisra'ina, by Yar, he lifts up his eyes and he sees something. How does he see it? He sees it from the context of whatever it is that he is focused on at that particular time. Meaning he sees the reality where he's holding light. Who's light? What is light? 
light is like a cotton. Every time, you know, you know, a child, when whatever he sees, because he's immature and he doesn't understand boundaries and limitations. And so what he see when he sees something and he wants it, in his mind, it's his already. It's mine. I saw it and I wanted it, and therefore it belongs to me. Ah, you never touched it, you never held on to it, you never asked for it, you know. It doesn't matter. I saw it first. Well, isn't that the you're a kindergarten teacher, right? No? One of you teaches kindergarten, right? Yeah. I saw it first, right? It's mine because I saw it. You, you didn't do what do you mean you saw it? <laughs> what does that help? But because the Ria made it real for them, and once it was real in their world, it's theirs. They own it. And if a person never grows up, a person doesn't get out of that, then that's how he perceives the whole world. What I see is mine because I saw it. Why? Because I saw it, because it became real. It's my reality included that thing inside of it. What does light say? Light says, I'm going to allow my animals to graze wherever I want. Why? Because it's all mine. It's all coming to me because it's going going to Abraham Avinu. It's all, right? Light is driven by his own desire. Rationale doesn't enter into it. The, the idea that perhaps you should you should think about that this really belongs to somebody. No, a, there's no possibility of that. What does Light say when he sees the land that he wants? What is it? What does the pastor tell us? It says, Light looks up, right? That's what it is. That's what he wants. That's Therefore, he wants that land. And then he goes, that's where he travels to go to that place. It can't, it's from a context, the context of where uh, that light sees things is from what he desires becomes his. Because, you know, it's, it's the desirableness, if that's a word, it's, the, it's the, uh, the beauty of the land draws him right in. He's nimshach after that. It becomes immediately, that becomes the place where he belongs. I, he knows there's bad influences there and everything else that, that goes on there doesn't enter into his mind. Because he's drawn after his eyes, and the, what are we as human beings are, we're made up of taiva and chemda. Those those are our base desires. If we don't train ourselves to see it on a different plane, to see things through a different level, then that's what we that that's what we end up with. Now, but at the same time, we're not saying that therefore, okay, so close your eyes and go through go through life not seeing anything. Although you find, if you take a look, right, what does it say? What's the parsha immediately following the parsha of the Meraglim? It's the parsha of Tzitzis. Not to follow after your eyes. The Torah instructs you. Your eyes are going to mislead you. Your eyes will make you see things you don't want to see. But at the same time, at the same time, to truly connect to something, you have to see it. You have to see something. Avram Avinu, in order to be kind of Eretz Yisrael, the Pasuk says, not only says to him, stand up and see the land. You have to see the land. You need to connect to it deeply from within yourself. Again, not just, so it, it has to connect on a deeper level. Re'iyah is a critical component of what it takes to become a part of something, to become connected to something, to, to make it part of my reality that doesn't happen unless I actually see something. But there's a danger. There's a sakana. There's a loch in Shulchan Aruch like this. Zalacha says that if a Sanhedrin witnesses a murder, they cannot, let's say you have a whole bezdin, a bezdin of Shivan Vahapad sees 
sees a murderer, sees somebody kill something. So Allah is they can't split up and say, okay, so 23 of you will be Dayanim, and the other 23 were the other remainder will, or from the remainder will draw out Adim, and you'll come and you'll be made in front of these Dayanim that's plainly killed somebody else. The Gemara says they're puzzled, they're puzzled to be Dayanim. Why? Because the Gemara says it's the job of the Dayanim. It's true that if somebody sees something, it essentially has to testify to it. But it's the job of Dayanim, it's the job of the Sanhedrin to find a way to have Rahmas, to find a way to spare the person. That's, that's, that, that, that's a critical element of being a Sanhedrin. The problem is once you saw something, it becomes so real for you, you can't unsee it. You can't divorce yourself from that reality. The Sanhedrin can no longer sit in judgment in this case because that is their reality, that he's guilty is their reality. And they have no way of being Malamit's chus for him. They can't be Malamit's chus for him. They can't be a bezin for him. That's a gemara. There's a similar such gemara, but the gemara talks about by Adam Zerman that 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 you that that if the bezin is in a situation where they can't be Malamit's chus, then the bezin's automatically possible. They're no, they're, they're disqualified to being for being a bezin. So the, the the it's it's a part of who we are is what we see. We connect to something. We're kona something. We acquire something. We be, it becomes a part of you, part of us. When we see it, that's how Kadosh Baruch doesn't say to Avraham Avinu, "Break free from where you are, and then everything is going to be great." Kadosh Baruch says, "Break free from all of that, and I will show you where we're going. I will show you where we're going to end up. I will show you what it, what what the goal is. I will show you what we ultimately want to accomplish. It's not that it's you're lost, and it's simply all about what do I what, what do I understand." It, it goes beyond that. The, 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 the reality is that in order to have an ayin toiva, in order to be able to see something in a positive light, right, it has to be mushrash batayv. It has to be that your inner perception is shayach to that toiv. It has to be that you have to, you have to find a way to connect to that. That's the child in the Miraglim. The Miraglim went into Eretz Yisrael, right? They, they already, they, the Mitzrayim already knew that the Miraglim were going to fail, right? He gives Yerushua a bracha that he should be nitzel from Atzas Miraglim. How did he know they were going to fail? Because, because he knew that they were looking at it with Tsar Ayin. They were looking at it with a, with a narrow vision. They were looking at it from a perspective of how are we not going to succeed in what's going on over here? There was never a, it was never going into Eretz Yisrael to see what's the best way to succeed. They already they were already looking for ways that this can't work. If you're looking in that way, that's the way you see it. All of our perceptions are governed they, since it, since Re'ia comes from inside us. It's something that we're governed by. Then it's always going to be skewed by what we see. The, what we see is always going to be skewed by what by, by what we expect. So, what comes out from this? What we're trying to say is there are two ikrim. But how we how we play how our yadus plays out for us um, that that and and in what way uh, we have to approach our uh, reality with emotion. The first is that there has to be a reia. You have to connect to it. You have to make it yours. You have to be cornered. You have to. It has to become something that's real by you. You have to see it. Avram Avinu, Kodesh Baruch says to Avram Avinu, right? I'm sorry, Kodesh Baruch says, as long as light is there and influencing you in a negative way of grabbing everything that it's all it's, it's all coming to me, 
you're not you're not shy to seeing it. But the moment light departs, the moment the narrowed vision of what light is, the katan, the immature view on Yerusha departs. It's that it's an understanding that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is it's nana that I Hakadosh Baruch Hu will give it to you. Now you have to be raya. You have to you Avraham Avinu. You need to see it. Moshe Rabbeinu, you need to go up onto Har and you need to see Eretz Yisrael. It's important to have a connection, to have that, that possibility, the reality of making something that's real to me. It has to be real to me. Again, it can't be, it can't be um, corrupted. Because it just looks good to me. They're, they're driven by my own physical taivas, by, what, by the approach of, of what it is. But but it's important that I have to actually have to see it, but and that's really the but the second ikkar is is that when I'm trying to see something when I'm trying to see something I have to see it it has to first come from a makom of shmia it has to come from a makom that's outside that there has to be an outside perception a tzivoy so to speak a tzivoy, like the tzivoy by the eitzanas Hashbaruch was mitzavah them not to eat from eitzanas tayvara now that's that's despite any understanding that you may have, that you may have, despite any connection that you might have to this reality, it's despite yourself. Even if you don't understand it, this is the way it has to be. The 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 beginning, the 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 reality of what it is, it's nasa v'nishma, right? The, the nasa and the nish, the nasa and the nasa v'nishma is what the nasa is. First, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to swallow it whole. I'm going to take all of it now. We're saying that there's another level beyond nishma, but the nishma is that then I'm going to break it down into its components, and I'm going to try to understand every piece of it. But I already got to the point of not, that I understand that there's something here that's bigger than myself. I understand there's something here that I have to elevate myself up to. I have to be lech lechame I have to break away from the the shackles of my physical temptations, of my real, my physical reality of where I am. I have to free myself to be able to see it from a different perspective. But see it, I must. In other words, it's true that you have to have a re'iyah. You have to have a re'iyah. But like first you have to break away. Listen carefully to what the muscle, the, the pasuk, what's the pasuk that it brings? There's a muscle for Avraham Avinu. The pasuk is shimi bas ur'i. First you have to hear. First you have to, you, you have, there has to be a reality that is something more here that's not simply what I perceive. It's more than what I perceive. What does Avraham Avinu mean? He sees a fiery building and he's saying, is it shayach that there's no owner here? Did he see the Rebbe right away? He doesn't see the Rebbe Hashem, but he's tight-faced that he understands that there's something more that's beyond what he can see. There's something higher. There's something outside the level of what I can see. And then I have to struggle with that. And then it's not enough just shimi bas. It's shimi bas v'uri'i. Like the Pasuk says, tamu u kitoi v'ashem. Tamu, taste it first. Uru'u, and then you will be able to see. You have to elevate yourself up to that madrega. You have to be able to break free of your perceptions first. That's your tzivoy. But at the end of the day, it has to be uru'u. You have to see it. What it means you have to see it, it means if you want to have ownership of it, if you want it to be a part of you, if you want, to, if you want it to affect you on a, on a real basis, that it, that, it, that it remains a part of you, it can't remain begetter ashmiya. 
It can't be something that you just follow blindly day after day without any understanding of it, where that's given to you from the outside, that's constructed for you, and now all you're doing is just following through with the instructions. If you're just following through with instructions, you'll never own it, you'll never relate to it, it'll never be meaningful to you. It has to go from a level of tamu, of tasting it, of shimibas, ure'i, now you have to see it. Because when you see something, you own it. It becomes a part of you. It becomes your reality. It becomes who you are. That's what. That's what. That's what's the. That's the critical element that can't be lost. Moshe has to see Eretz Yisrael. He understands the concept of Eretz Yisrael, like the Nefesh Chaim says in his Pirush on, on Pirkei Elvis, that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael for what reason? To be able to make high mitzvah tulis barts. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu wanting to make high mitzvah tulis barts? Isn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu telling me I don't want your mitzvahs? Hakadosh Baruch Hu isn't that what Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to him? I don't want you to go into Eretz Yisrael. But Moshe Rabbeinu says I want to go into Eretz Yisrael anyway. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu says the purpose, the 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 whole reality, the purpose of reality is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu should be able to give schar for a person giving mitzvahs. I want to be able to go and do the mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael so that I can, so that I can create the hechetim to the possibility for Hakadosh Baruch to give schar, which is the whole purpose of the existence of the world. But Moshe Menos, even Moshe Menos on that madrega can only connect to Eretz Yisrael if he sees Eretz Yisrael. He can't, it's not enough just to know about Eretz Yisrael. It's not just enough to hear about Eretz Yisrael. You have to have, go up onto the Harnavon and you have to see the Eretz. Avraham Avinu, it's not enough. It's not enough just to walk through the land. You know, it's more, before you even walk through the land, you, because you see it, because you understand it, because you've elevated yourself beyond the Madrego, because you went out from Beisavicha, you went out from the context in which you live, you went out from your culture and your civilization and your preconceived notions and your limitations as a human being. And now you're ready to see Asher Echo, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to show you, but you're not ready to see it yet. But once you're ready to see it, you must see it. It's not enough just to know about it. You must see it and belong and own it. It has to become a part of who you are, part of your identity. Then you can all, then you can truly achieve what it takes to be a, to be a true Eben Hashem, to be, to be connected to Eben Hashem. And you, be, you can be connected and be, make it a part of yourself that this is who I really am. Not this is what somebody else instructed me to be. This is what I am because I see it. I see in the picture how it develops me, how it expands me, how it gives me the possibility to be that. that the, the Torah is telling us you have that possibility to be that person. That's what you need to strive to be. That's what you need to struggle for. And that is the that is the real lesson of our Rambam. Our Eka, because Prophet says it's shimi bas urei. You hear. You know that there's something greater. You break free of your culture and your civilization and Asher Eka to be ultimately to be able to accomplish Asher Eka to see it so that you own it and it becomes a part of you and it is who it, your identity and what you really are. Okay, chance. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.